back again, back again, back again. So, we are back after a very small hiatus due to some technical difficulties. Um, but this episode's more going to be essentially what the average, well, the person in our generation, our age, needs to be looking at um, when they're first getting started off in terms of learning about property because I know everyone's getting to the age where, you know, if they're not living with their parents or they are or they're renting, they they want somebody that's their own, that they want, they can, you know, carve into their own little piece of the world, you know. So, essentially, this episode can be called Mortgages and... Mortgages and Investing. So, essentially, I'd say the first thing that needs to be looked at when you're looking at any sort of property is mortgages. Mortgage, mortgages. So, the various different types. So, this, there's, there's, there isn't that many, but it's, they each have their own type of complexities. Um, by the way, I'm not a mortgage advisor, so um, don't quote me on any of this. But obviously, I've, I know I've known about the various different types of mortgages through speaking to mortgage advisors myself, going through different avenues to try and obtain a property, etc., etc. So, more so essentially, you got your standard standard mortgage. Um, once upon a time, for the f- for essentially first-time buyers, it was five percent, but now you're looking at five percent plus. Most banks would probably say um, ten if they're a reputable bank. Um, some are offering um, essentially zero percent mortgages at the moment, which means you don't have to put any money down. But obviously, um, that has its own trips, slip trips, and falls. But yeah, essentially you've got your standard mortgage. Um, your standard mortgage usually comes in two forms. So you've got the mortgage by itself, which means you're paying for the house. And then you've got the interest on top of that, because obviously mortgage is, a mortgage is essentially a loan. So it does come with interest. And you can sometimes have an interest-only an interest only mortgage, essentially, where you're only paying the interest on the house. But that's usually if you're... Uh, you know, if you're looking for something rather short term, that you're not intending to stay up for very long, um, you know, but I'm not sure banks still, I think on rare occasions, banks still offer the interest only mortgages, but yeah, you got your standard mortgage, um, so the standard 10%, um, depending on your credit, um, and other things, because they do do an in-depth credit check, um, you know, sometimes higher, but the well, the, the essentially the, the the what you put down um, essentially isn't affected by your credit. Is how much um, the interest is, and you know whether they actually give you the mortgage. Um, there's also you know you have your buy to let mortgages, which is essentially um, you're buying the place to rent it out. Those are usually much higher, at forty percent. Um, if you're not, if it isn't your first time buying property, which I recommend you double check um, through the land registry, um, because I know sometimes parents will put a property in your name, um, even if you haven't bought property, that automatically makes you um, a second. That'd be your second property if you you're buying your first one. If that makes sense. So, yep. So when just to scroll back, if you. If it is your second property, your deposit is 20%, um, as opposed to, you know, your standard, you know, 5 to 10%. Um, 
um, and when essentially applying for a mortgage, you need to essentially up times your wages by 4.5 or 3, 3.5 or 4.5, I forget which is, and that is how much they're willing to borrow you. Um, so it doesn't matter what your incomings or outgoings are, or if you can afford the monthly payments on a mortgage, they're only willing to give you 3, 3.5 to 4.5 um, times your annual wages. So if you make, you're making 30k and you're living in London, uh, good luck with getting somewhere in London if you're looking somewhere to live. But uh, yeah, so you got the those essentially those two. Um, you've got your obviously you've got your your house shares. You've got your your essentially your um your the schemes essentially where you're buying a essentially taking a mortgage on a percentage of a property, which I wouldn't. 100% recommend because you have to pay a mortgage and the rent as well and and you have to rent out um, some of the property to somebody else and if that person stops paying that rent then you're stuck with quite a large monthly payment um, which a lot of people can't afford um, so I would I would stay away from them per those personally because a lot of people don't understand them fully and you know you 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 think you're getting a good deal but then you end up in something that you can't get out of because essentially a mortgage is a loan and you know if you do default on a mortgage it will affect your credit score quite badly so those are things to keep keep in mind when you're essentially looking at mortgages and things like that um i personally i'm personally looking to buy cash um, i'm not really looking at a mortgage I was previously, but now I'm I'm just staying away from it because I'd much rather buy cash um, outright, even if it's somewhere in God knows where and, um, you know, got somewhere up north, you know, because at the end of the day, it's mine, you know, there's nobody that can come in and take it away from me. It would be essentially what I'd preferably do personally. Because especially if you're saving up for a house and, you know, you've saved, you know, your 10 grand or 15 grand or 20 grand, that will get you half of something up north. And half of half of something is better than, than a little tiny piece of something else, you know. Because essentially when you're paying the deposit on whichever property it is, you're getting a tiny piece anyway. So it's something to bear in mind. Um, there, there, there is also something to be said about um, leasehold versus freehold. Um, so freehold is essentially when you're buying the property and the land below it. Um, leasehold is essentially when you're leasing the property. So sort of like a leasing a car, but much longer and a bit more complex. So every flat you'll find has a lease. Um, the lease, I think, goes up to uh, 999 years. Um, I think that's the max, and that's, like, really good. So the longer lease that is left on it, the better it is for yourself. Because the lower the lease on it, if it gets anything below, I'd say, 90 years, you're looking at thousands upon thousands to renew a lease. So if you've got elderly parents that or elderly grandparents that live in a flat... I'd highly recommend you look into their lease just to double check what what the situation is because 
that'll be and you don't want that to be their going away um present when if they pass on in the near future but yeah that's um that's essentially there's it's all it's to know really about freehold and leasehold um but yeah but back on to mortgages essentially so with with mortgages essentially there is a lot of information to know but I'd suggest just reading up before you even speak to a mortgage mortgage advisor because mortgage advisors um are kind of they're quite tricky to get a hold of because essentially you have to make an initial mortgage application with a bank and then once you do that um after you've waited 40 minutes in the bank they you will get contacted by the mortgage advisor and they'll say okay you need to fill out this paperwork sometimes it's two three four pages um and i and you if it's not with the same bank you've banked with for most of your life then it's going to be sending them months worth of bank statements and you can't redact anything because they will question everything so if you're going to apply for a mortgage try to apply with the bank you bank with first in order to um make the the transit the the whole transition a bit smooth you know because um often they can have instant access to your yeah they can have instant instant access to all of your um all of your details and information so there's no troubles on that end but yeah so the what else when it comes to mortgage mortgages um yep they are if you think of it as essentially as a big loan um when it comes to a property um as much as it is an asset if you have a mortgage out on the property is not an asset um because you do not own the property it's not yours it um it's the bank it still owns your property until the day you pay off the mortgage um it is it's best to try and get a property that um you can have equity in at some point in the future so something that will grow in value rather than shrink so um you know think about the area how close it is to schools facilities things like that because it's nice you know having a property be on a property in just anywhere that will just decrease in value um so it's, it's all these things to consider when you're making a mortgage application um yep yeah, essentially just make sure everything you are in everything everything that you have is in tip top like everything all the i's are dotted and the t's are crossed um before you go forward with the mortgage application because it is um quite a strenuous process um and a lot of the times when you're going to buy a house the estate agent won't take you seriously unless you've got a mortgage in principle so when you get approved for a mortgage well, when you're in the process of getting a mortgage application, they'll give you a mortgage in principle. Um, essentially, what that means that you've you've passed a credit check, you've passed the the other checks that they've that they do. Um, now they're looking into in terms of the viability of how much you earn and how much the, the property you want against the property you want to buy and how much they're willing to give you. Um, essentially, when I, I went to buy property um, for on a mortgage basis, they essentially said, "Okay, we're going to give you, uh, we're going to give you ninety-two thousand. The property was a hundred and twenty thousand. Um, 
that would mean I would have to save up the gap, so the stop gap. So that would mean I'd have to save up 20, 28,000 plus deposit, which was, well, really shit. Um, so I didn't, obviously I didn't, didn't go for it. I didn't, I did, I, you know, who's got 40, well, some, some people do, some people got 40 grand laying around, but personally I, I didn't, I don't, and I didn't. Um, I'd also recommend when you're saving up for a mortgage, um, I'd have not only what I save for the deposit, um, I would save up for the first three months worth of mortgage as well as rent as well. Um, if you're gonna apply for, you know, if you're looking for someone to rent, um, so yeah, so when you're when you're doing those things, save up for three months worth, just so you got a cushion because you know you don't want to be going month to month, um, essentially, you know, paying month to month, and then yeah, you don't live month to month on any 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 shape or form because it's not nice, it's not fun. That's um, that's essentially what I would go for. Um, yeah, that, that's um, pretty much all you need to know as far well. All the little tips and tips I've picked up um, in terms of mortgages, um, I would it, it it will I think it would definitely help um, because um, once you get the mortgage in principle, you would actually get to meet um, the the mortgage advisor once you're approved for the full mortgage because you won't even get to meet them until you're fully approved. Um, I all of my essentially contacts with um with my the mortgage advisor at the time was all via telephone and email uh, none of it was through any sort of uh face-to-face meeting because um a lot of mortgage advisors are um transient if that makes sense like they're 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 moving they're bounced around a lot so they're difficult to get a hold of in a, on a person-to-person basis so that's um that's something else to think about in terms of um, actually speaking to these people but um, aside from that, I yeah more yeah I it depends on what your aim is in life um, in terms of mortgages. So or if you're not looking for a mortgage, if you're looking to be free, as it were, I would um, then yeah as as I said, just be patient, save up the cash, and buy something um, outright, and then uh, go from there. Because you can, you can never go wrong with buying something cash unless it's like a car or something that appreciates. Because then, boy, uh, only morons buy things that appreciate in cash. Um, I w- I'm actually going to do an episode on depreciation and appreciation in assets. Because there's some confusion out there in terms of what appreciates and what doesn't. Um, and ways to make things that do depreciate make money off them. Um, because there's always ways to do to make money off. You can make money off everything. Um, if you think about it, I just have to know how. Um, just a little tip: once you bust down a watch, it loses its value. Um, just making that point there. Um, it does lose its value. Um, some watches are better left not bust down. So, yep. And there is a certain value price range where. It, it, it's what it, you know it, it doesn't matter if you bust it down or not um, and then once you get to a certain stage then you know bust down is pointless because um, you're just you're just yeah you're just ruining it ruining it basically but uh, i hope um everyone enjoyed this episode um as i said um the next episode is going to be essentially um about assets um depreciating and um depreciating um and uh, essentially the differences and and how to 
make money off of something that depreciates and you know you you don't really feel the depreciation as much but essentially yeah um hope everyone has a blessed week um i'll speak to you shortly